Welcome back to Corona Cold Reads, my entertainment world's answer to social isolation. Um, the Corona Cold Reads troupe has now officially completed every play in Shakespeare's canon, um, and we are moving on. Uh, as I'm recording this, we are actually we have actually finished our initial run of plays, which lasted a year and a half. Uh, we began the very first week that the lockdowns began in Toronto, and we met for a while every two uh, twice every week. Um, and then we moved to once a week and we really developed a core troop of actors, both pro and amateur who came together um, to read these plays uh, every single week for a year and a half. So um, we are now releasing them all for you to enjoy in podcast form. They're also all available on YouTube if you prefer to watch the video version. Um, I will give you a heads up for specific episodes if I really think you should watch the YouTube version because um, there's a few that have really fun costumes and impressions and some cool visual effects and things. But for the most part, you should be okay to listen in podcast form. Uh, please do keep in mind that these are all real cold reads. For the most part, nobody found out uh, who they were reading, what characters they were reading um, with more than 24 hours notice. In most cases, people are genuinely reading cold. They haven't looked at the text beforehand. So there will be some stumbles and there will be points at which people are on mute and we have to figure out what's going on or a dog wanders into the frame or we have to deal with life interfering with our um, coping strategy here. So uh, please do be patient with that sort of thing. Um, so as we, we finished all of Shakespeare, so now we're moving on to the rest of the, I don't know, written word, I guess. Um, our strategy here was to break uh, everything down into mini seasons. Um, so we, we, we begin with uh, a season of Chekhov plays, and then we end with a season of Shaw plays. And in between, uh, we do a Sorkin season and a season of, uh, we do some seasonal things. So um, one-offs for Halloween or for Christmas or things like that. So we have a romance season for Valentine's. So everything is sort of uh, built like that. Um, in little chunks. So I hope you enjoy and um, please do check us out at my ent world, my ENT world, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, there's lots of great contact content going up there, both designed for those platforms as well as linking you back to the website, which is myentertainmentworld.ca. You can find all of our written work um, reviews from all sorts of different arts uh, branches and we also there have the links to um, each of these posts where you can find the full cast lists um, and links to the videos as well if you're interested in checking those out for Corona Cold Reads um, and please do subscribe on iTunes where you can find all of our uh, podcast content which there's tons of it we have all sorts of different series going um, we have the favorite series in Corona Cold Reads and Corona Movie Club and um season one episode one and all sorts of other uh, great content in, in addition to our regular my entertainment world podcast so um please do check that out rate and review all that jazz and uh thanks for tuning in okay we are changing seasons once again and now we begin a shortened it's only two weeks but a short season for Christmas. It is the Christmas season, everyone. Um, and hopefully I have timed this correctly where it is indeed in the real world, the Christmas season. Um, as I record this, it is October. Um, but hopefully it's December where you are in time. And for that, to celebrate that, we have for you two weeks of Christmas programming, the first of which is the Muppet Christmas Carol. 
Um, so this was not my idea. Let the record show this was not my idea. I put up a poll thinking that I didn't want to, I wanted to program Love Actually. And it's polarizing enough that I wanted to get the group's opinion before confirming that they were definitely going to have to read Love Actually. I wanted to see what they thought. So I very foolishly put up a poll, forgetting that Facebook allows users to add options to a poll. So I put up a, a, a request for their opinion to see about Love Actually, maybe doing White Christmas. Well, White Christmas wouldn't have read very well, but you know, some Christmas Carol, some sort of classic, normal Christmas movie that would read well and be easy to read um, and not have, for example, a lot of visual gags or, I don't know, puppets. Um, but this group is who they are. And of course, I believe it was Fabiana added the option of Muppet Christmas Carol and it won in a landslide. So here we are. Um, you get a, a, a bunch of different approaches here. This is the issue with Muppet Christmas Carol is that everyone's played by, well, not everybody, but a lot of characters are played by Muppets. Um, so you will hear certain people, um, for example, uh, who did we have? We had Scott Garland, who does a very good Miss Piggy. Uh, so he's cast as Emily Cratchit. He also does a very good Sam Eagle. So he's also playing the headmaster. Um, we had Jason Deline join us as Bob Cratchit, who is played by Kermit, um, because he is a voice actor with an excellent Kermit. So he came and guest starred for that. Um, but for the most part, you actually don't hear people doing impressions. Um, it, they just sort of read the characters as if they were regular characters. Um, but the lines themselves are like the Muppet improvisations from the film. So it's sort of an, an interesting, it's an interesting read. It's a fun one to go watch online. If you want to see the YouTube video, um, we do have some fun costumes and things like that for this one. So I recommend the YouTube video. Um, and definitely this is an interesting reading the Muppet Christmas Carol. Cause we also, we don't have songs, but we have a few interpretations of like sort of sometimes people attempting songs, which is kind of cute. Um, there's a very lovely moment where, um, Basil who is playing the ghosts, um, his dog interferes. He's trying to be very serious as the ghost of Christmas, something or other, and <laughs> the dog won't let him that's worth seeing. It's a, it's a cute reading. We had a lot of fun with it. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, how to do this cast list. This has a lot of people playing multiple roles. I guess I'm just going to read it and bear with me. Um, so Laura Hubbard is playing capitalist pig one gentleman who's Bunsen honeydew, Henry and party guest one capitalist pig two, Robert Marley Waldorf and party guest two is uh, Gabby Grice. Jacob Marley, who is played by Statler is Christopher Prentice. Um, the Ragamuffin Headmaster, oh, I already told you, that's Scott Garland. Um, Sadie Holloway joins us as the Fishmonger, Clara, Belinda, and Bettina Cratchit, as well as uh, Belle, um, which is perfect because her real-life love, Dom Harvey, joins us as Flashback Ebenezer, so they have some really lovely scenes together um, in the past. He's also playing Fred and Thief Number 1. Um, we also have Charlotte Brewer joining us, which was really lovely to have her. And she was Rizzo. Um, Fabiana Gabral is playing Gonzo or Charles Dickens, depending on your perspective. Um, I mentioned Jason is Bob Cratchit Kermit. Uh, our Scrooge is Nicanor Campos, which is the role Nicanor Campos was born to play. Not that he's grumpy, just hamming it up as sort of an old British geezer is kind of fun for him. Uh, Marlo Shaw joins us as Applegate Edmund, Mrs. Fozzywig, who's played by Ma Bear, and Tiny Tim 
and Thief number two. Um, Basil, as I, Basil Dowd, as I mentioned earlier, is both the bookkeeper as well as all of the ghosts. So he's doing Ghost Christmas Past, Present, and Yet to Come. Um, then we have Tori Urquhart as the turkey vendor and Fozzie Wig, who's of course Fozzie Bear, um, Bob Cra- uh, Peter Cratchit and Thief number three. And then we have Nicole Falgu reading the stage directions on this one. So I hope you enjoy A Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. Take it away, everybody. Well, that was a fine meal. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yes, where shall we go now? Let's have uh, lunch. Oh, good idea. A Christmas turkey. Come along, ladies. There's a nice Christmas turkey. Turkeys, get your Christmas turkey. Get your boomerang fish. Guaranteed fresh. Throw away the fish and it comes back to me. Get them while they're fresh. Uh. <laughs> apples, Christmas apples. We got Macintosh. Get your Christmas apples. Red delicious. Drop it to peace while they last. We- they won't last long the way you're eating them. Hey, I'm creating scarcity. Drives the prices up. Rizzo. Hello. Welcome to the Muppet Christmas Carol. I am here to tell the story. And I'm here for the food. My name is Charles Dickens. And my name is Rizzo the Rat. Hey, wait a second. You're not Charles Dickens. I am too. No, no, no. A blue furry Charles Dickens who hangs out with a rat? Absolutely. Dickens was a 19th century novelist, a genius. Oh, you are too kind. Why should I believe you? Well, because I know the story of a Christmas carol like the back of my hand. Prove it. All right. Um, there's, a, there's a little mole on my thumb and uh, a scar on my wrist from when I fell off my bicycle. No, 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 no. Don't tell us your hand. Tell us the story. Oh, oh, thank you. Yes. <clears throat> the Marleys were dead to begin with. What, what? Pardon me? That's how the story begins, Rizzo. The Marleys were dead to begin with. As dead as a doornail. That's a good beginning. It's creepy and kind of spooky. Oh, thank you, Rizzo. You're welcome, Mr. Dickens. In life, the Marleys had been business partners with a shrewd moneylender named Ebenezer Scrooge. You will meet him as he comes around that corner. Where? There. When? Now. There he is, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. Hey. It's getting colder out here. Whew. When a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. <laughs> uh, beginning part is more unfamiliar than I thought. It paints you with indifference like a pa- lady paints with rouge. And the worst of the worst, the most hated and cursed is the one that we call Scrooge. <laughs> Unkind as any. And the rap of many is Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grimm. If they gave a prize for being mean, the minute winner would be him. Old Scrooge, he loves his money because he thinks it gives him power. If he became a flavor, you can bet he would be sour. 
even the vegetables don't like him. <laughs> there goes Mr. Skinflint. There goes Mr. Greed, the undisputed master of the underhanded deed. He charges folks a fortune for his dark and drafty houses. Us poor folks live in misery. It's even worse for mouses. Please, sir, I want some cheese. <laughs> He must be so lonely, he must be so sad. He goes to extremes to convince he's as he's bad. He's really a victim of fear and of pride. I'm making this tune up. Go close and there must be a sweet man inside. Nah, nah. -uh. There goes Mr. Outrage, there goes Mr. Sneer. He has no time for friends or fun, his anger makes that clear. Don't ask him for a favor, cause his nastiness increases. No crust of bread for those in need, no cheeses for us nieces. Scrooge liked the cold. He was hard and sharp as a flint, secretive, self-contained, as solitary as an oyster. There goes Mr. Heartless, there goes Mr. Cruel. He never gives, he only takes, he lets his hunger rule. If being means a way of life, he practiced and rehearses. And then all that work is paying off, cause Scrooge is getting worse. Every day, in every way, Scrooge is getting worse. Oh boy, how the time flies. Look at this, I've got to go. Humbug. What an unpleasant fella. He was a tight-fisted hand at the grind, Scrooge. Boy, this really is a dirty city. You're telling me. Come here. Hmm? Dickens uses Rizzo as a rag to clean dirty window. Thank you for making me a part of this. He was a tight-fisted hand at the grind at the grindstone, Scrooge. Uh, la, 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 la. There we go. A squeezing, wrenching, grasping, clutching, covetous old sinner. Bob Cratchit. Uh, yes, Mr. Scrooge. Who is this? Uh, it's Mr. Applegate, sir. He's here to speak to you about his mortgage. Please, Mr. Scrooge. I know you're very angry about this, and I, I didn't mean to fall behind in the payments. Lord knows it being Christmas and all. Please don't shout at me, sir. That and, uh, of course, little Gwen. Her, her lungs aren't right. The doctor takes his share, don't he? I mean, you can yell and scream and, and you're right. But it won't do no good because I'm the stone you can't squeeze blood from. And that's the truth. Thrown out of doors. Thank you for not shouting at me. Scrooge slams door. 72, 74. Hmm. Let us deal with the eviction notices for tomorrow, Mr. Cratchit. Uh, tomorrow is Christmas, sir. Very well. You may gift wrap them. Uh, let me help you with that, Mr. Cratchit. Oh, my. There are certainly a lot today. Christmas is a very busy time for us, Mr. Cratchit. People preparing feasts, giving parties, spending the mortgage money on frivolities. One might say that December is the foreclosure season. Ha ha. Harvest time for the moneylenders. Uh, hey, boss, uh, ask him. Tell him, Mr. Cratchit. Uh, if you please, Mr. Scrooge, it's gotten colder. 
and the bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. We, we can't do the bookkeeping. All of our pens have turned into inksicles. Our assets are frozen. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? Uh, Heatwave, this is my island in the sun. <laughs> I believe you've convinced them once again, Mr. Scrooge. At that moment, who should arrive at the door but Scrooge's nephew Fred, his only living relative? Nephew Fred? I don't see him. Trust me. Hello, Uncle. You're very good at that, Mr. Dickens. A Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge. God save you. Merry Christmas. Bah, humbug. Quick, I bet it'll be warmer in there. Scampers inside office with Dickens. This was a a humbug, Uncle. (laughs) You don't mean that, surely. Hmm. Actually, I I think it's colder in here. Merry Christmas, you say. What right have you to be merry? You're poor enough. Or I have you to be dismal. You're rich enough. Got him there. Old boy speechless. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips would be cooked with his own turkey and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. Well, not quite speechless. Oh, uncle. Nephew, you keep Christmas in your own way. Let me keep it in mine. Christmas is a loving, honest, and charitable time, and though it's never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe that Christmas has done me good and will do me good, and I say, God bless it. Yeah! And how does one celebrate Christmas on the unemployment line? Bookkeeper, frightened, keeps working. Now in these times, it was customary on Christmas Eve for well-meaning gentlemen to call upon businesses collecting donations for the poor and homeless. Mr. Scrooge, I presume. You. I am from the Order of Victoria Charity Foundation, and I'd like to talk to you about a donation. Ah, welcome. This jolly old gentleman here is Mr. Scrooge. He's very generous to charities. My dear nephew. Well, at this festive season of the year, Mr. Scrooge, many of us feel that we must take care of our poor and our homeless. Are there no prisons? No poor houses? Oh, plenty of those, sir. No, excellent. For a moment, I was worried. Uh, Some of us were endeavoring to raise a fund for the poor and the homeless. What might I put you down for? Nothing. Uh, So you wish to remain anonymous? I wish to be left alone. I do not make merry myself at Christmas. That certainly is true. And I cannot afford to make idle people merry. That is certainly not true. Don't you have other things to do this afternoon, my dear nephew? Certainly I do, Uncle. So I shall make my donation and leave you to make yours. Oh, well, thank you so very much. Oh, uh, Uncle, uh, come and have Christmas dinner with me and Clara tomorrow. Why ever did you get married? Why? Because I fell in love. That's the only thing in the world sillier than a Merry Christmas. It's no use, Uncle. I shall keep my Christmas humor to the last. Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year. Um. Well, uh. Sorry, Fred, I had a frog in my throat. Merry Christmas, Fred. 
Merry Christmas, Bob. Um, bug. After long, awkward silence. Well, uh, how then, sir? How about the donation? Well, now, let's see. I know how to treat the poor. My taxes go to pay for the prisons and the poor houses. The homeless must go there. But some would rather die. If they'd rather die, then they'd better do it and decrease the surplus population. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. This is the door. You may use it. Well, I think we've taken up enough of Mr. Scrooge's time. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. Singing heard outside as gentlemen exits. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen, though the snow laid round about deep and crisp and even starts to falter as he sees a very angry Scrooge. Brightly shone the moon that night through the... What do you want? A penny for the song, governor? Scrooge, door. Hours later, night has fallen. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Scrooge, but it appears to be closing time. Very well. Tell you at eight, I'll see you at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow's Christmas. Eight thirty then. If you please, sir. Half an hour off hardly seems customary for Christmas Day. Uh, hardly customary, not at all. How much time off is customary, Mister Cratchit? Uh, why, um, <clears throat> that whole day. Yeah, that's right. The whole day. The entire day. Uh, no, 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 that, that was the frog's idea. If you please, Mr. Scrooge, why open the office tomorrow? Other businesses will be closed. You'll have no one to do business with. It'll waste a lot of expensive coal for the fire. It's a poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every December the 25th. That is, I seem to be the only person around who knows that. Take the day off. Yay! What a boss! Oh, man! Will you stop that? Thank you, Mr. Scrooge. Be here all the earlier the next morning. Okay, sir. You bet. Their employer gone at last, Bob Cratchit and the bookkeepers immediately began that most pleasant of activities, the celebration of Christmas. He's gone! Gentlemen! Let's close up for Christmas. We don't, I don't know the song. You know the song? We will, we will jump ahead to the end of the song. <laughs> Scrooge lived in chambers which had once belonged to his old business partners, Jacob and Robert Marley. Have some bread? Not while I'm working. Okay, suit yourself. The building was a dismal heap of brick on a dark street. 
Now, once again, I must ask you to remember that the Marleys were dead and decaying in their graves. Yeah. That one thing you must remember or nothing that follows will seem wondrous. Um, why are you whispering? It's for dramatic emphasis. Oh. Sheesh. Scrooge stares as Doorknocker morphs into the face of Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley? Scrooge! Scrooge jumps back in fear. Horses from carriage take off spooked. Dickens and Rizzo fall to the ground. Hey, you okay? Scrooge stares at Knocker, which no longer looks like a face. I'm bug. <clears throat> oh, Gonzo, speak to me, man. I mean, Mr. Dickens, Charlie, are you hurt? Dickens sits up as if nothing has happened. To say that Scrooge was not startled would be untrue. Still, the moment had passed, and the world was as it should be. He ain't hurt. Didn't even break his concentration. Hmm? Nothing. Hmm. Come on, Rizzo, we'll follow him in. Digging through snow. Wait a minute. I have a little bag of jelly beans over here. Would you just get over here? <sighs> All right. Sheesh. Door slams in their faces and into Dickens' large schnoz. Knocking the wind out of Dickens. Daddy? Steady. Scrooge made his way up the darkness, carrying out a button, up the staircase, carrying out a button for the darkness. Darkness was cheap, and Scrooge liked it. But the incident at the door had made Scrooge wary. Before he shut himself in for the night, he searched his rooms. Okay, that does it. Pardon? How do you know what Scrooge is doing? We're down here, and he's up there. I keep telling you, storytellers are omniscient. I know everything. Hoity-toity, Mr. Godlike Smarty Pants. To conduct a proper search, Scrooge was forced to light the lamps. Lamps inside apartment light up. How does he do that? Scrooge eats a solitary Christmas dinner in front of a fire. The doorbell starts ringing incessantly, eerily. Scrooge stares stupefied, comprehending no one is at the door. The fire goes out and a fog starts to creep into the room. He turns around in his chair and sees two ghosts. Look, it's Ebenezer Scrooge. Looking older and more wicked than ever. I knew he wouldn't disappoint us. <laughs> Who are you? In life, we were your partners, Jacob. Jacob? And Robert Marley. It looks like you, but I don't believe it. Why don't you doubt your senses? Oh, because a little thing can affect them. Slight disorder of the stomach can make them cheat. You could be a bit of undigested beef uh, uh, and uh, a blob of mustard, a crumb of cheese. Yes, there's more of gravy than of grave about you. More of gravy than of grave? What a terrible pun. Where do you get these jokes? Leave the comedy to the bears, Ebenezer. Please, <laughs> Jacob, Robert, don't criticize me. You always criticized me. We were always heckling you. Ah, it's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Why do you <laughs> come to me? We're Marley and Marley. Avarice and greed. We took advantage of the poor, just ignored the needy. 
We specialized in causing pain, spreading fear and doubt. And if you could not pay the rent, we simply threw you out. There was a year we evicted the entire orphanage. I remember the little tykes all standing in the snowbank. With their little frost-bitten teddy bears. Mm. We're Marley and Marley. Our hearts were painted black. We should have known our evil deeds would put us both in shackles. Captive bound, we're double ironed, exhausted by the weight. As freedom comes from giving love. So prison comes with hate. We're Marley and Marley. We're Marley and Marley. Uh, but, uh, but my friends, uh, you were not unfeeling toward your fellow men. Uh, True. There was something about mankind we loved. I think it was their money. <laughs> Doom, Scrooge. You're doomed for all time. Your future is a horror story written by your crime. Your chains are forged by what you say and do. So have your fun when life is done and nightmare waits for you. What are these terrible chains? Oh, the chains. Mm. Oh, we forge these chains in life by our acts of greed. You wear such a chain yourself. Humbug. Speak comfort to me, friends. Comfort? Ah! You will be haunted by three spirits. Haunted? I've already had enough of that. Without these visits, you cannot hope to avoid the path we tread. Expect the first ghost tonight when the bell tolls one. Can't I beat them all at once and get it over with? When the bell tolls one... We're, We're Mar Marley and Marley. We're, We're Marley and Marley. We're Marley and Marley. Change. And with that, the spirits of Scrooge's partners vanished into the darkness, leaving him once again alone in his room. Oh, that's scary stuff. Hey, should we be worried about the kids in the audience? Nah, it's all right. This is culture. Oh, oh, uh, jelly beans? Had them in my pocket the whole time. Taking the stairs. What? Scrooge tucks himself into bed, armed with a super effective against ghosts fire poker. Humbug. Mm. Come on! High up on a fence. I really hate this. You wanted to know what was happening. Now Scrooge's bedchamber is on this side of the house. Now jump. There are only two things in this life I hate. Heights and jumping from them. Too late now. Come on, I'll catch you. God save my little broken body. <laughs> Rizzo jumps screaming, falls flat in the snow behind Dickens. Missed. Ah. Wait a second, I forgot my jelly beans. Oh, um. Rizzo squeezes through fence bars to other side, retrieves jelly beans, comes back to Dickens, and Dickens stares. What? You can fit through those bars? Yeah. You are such an idiot. What? What? Hey, hey, what? Dickens climbing a rope up a tree. Scrooge slipped into the empty silence of a dreamless sleep. 
You know, you guys, a guy could fall and break his tail falling out of this tree. You want to see what's going on, don't you? Yes. Look, there's Scrooge's window. Oh, yeah. Expect the first ghost when the bell tolls one! Blinding light wakes Scrooge up. He opens his cur- bed curtains to reveal a super creepy small ghost child floating in his room. Are you the spirit whose coming was foretold to me? I am. But you're just a child. I can remember nearly 1900 years. I am the ghost of Christmas past. What business has brought you here? Your welfare. A night's unbroken rest might aid my welfare. Your salvation, then. Take heed. Come. Ghost floats outside of window. Uh, I, I beg you, spirit. I, I am mortal and liable to fall. A touch of my hand, and you shall fly. Ghost and Scrooge <sighs> fly out window. Dickens swings a lasso around Scrooge's ankle. What you doing? Nothing. What? Well, just hold on. Both <laughs> into the night air. Hello, London! Goodbye, lunch! Spirit, what is that light? It cannot be dawn. It is the past. Look, it's beautiful, Rizzo. Bye. They appear into broad daylight somewhere in the country. The whole party slowly drops to the ground. And so they arrived in Ebenezer Scrooge's childhood. That was the worst trip of my life. Well, it's over now. Yeah, safe at last. A giant, dangerous cat meows loudly behind him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, stop. Nice kitty, nice kitty. Ow, ow, ow. I'm from New Jersey. It was the afternoon of Christmas Eve, and Scrooge was conscious of a thousand odors, each one connected with a thousand thoughts and hopes and joys and cares, long, long forgotten. It's my old school. Uh, I was a, was a boy here. That, that's Henry and Edmund, my best friend. Hello, boys. Hello. These are but shadows of your past, Ebenezer. They can neither see nor hear you. Come and let us go inside. Rizzo, stop playing with the cat. Ah, help me, save me, ah, help me, save me, help me, save me. Ah! Fo- follow me. Help me, save me. indoors. And what a flood of memories came back to him as Scrooge beheld his old classroom. There is a Scrooge line in my line, sorry. I know it all so well. Spirit, the desks, the smell of the chalk. I, I chose my profession in this room. And is he too familiar? Scrooge beheld a small boy, a boy he knew, oh, very well indeed. Good heavens, it's me. Hurry, Ebenezer, the last coach is leaving. Come on, he never goes home for Christmas. Who cares about stupid old Christmas? Uh, I was often alone. 
more time for reading and study. The Christmas holiday was a chance to get some extra work done, a time for solitude. Rats don't understand these things. You were never a lonely child? I had 1,274 brothers and sisters. Sheesh, rats don't understand these things. Let us see another Christmas in this place. We're all very much the same. Nothing ever changed. You changed. The years performed their terrible dance, and in a moment, Scrooge had seen his entire childhood pass. He saw his old schoolroom age and decay. So, Master Scrooge, graduation day. <laughs> That's my old headmaster. This man taught me my greatest lesson. Stand up. Build your life as this school is built. Ah, yes. Work hard. Work long and be constructive. Oh, Ebenezer, life is a golden opportunity. Today, you go forth into the real world. You must keep your nose to the grindstone. Work hard, lad, and one day your life will be as solid as this very building. The shelf behind him collapses. Been meaning to fix that shelf. Yes, Headmaster. Well, young man, you have been apprenticed to a fine company in London. Today, you become a man of business. I'm looking forward to it, Headmaster. You will love business. It is the American way. Sam. Listeners and headmasters. Oh, me? It is the British way. Good. Yes, headmaster. Oh, here's your coachman, Ebenezer. Ham Scrooge, there is much to see. Remember, don't tip the driver. A moment later, Scrooge found himself standing on a city street, looking at a building he had not seen in years. Tell me, Ebenezer Scrooge, do you know this place? Know it? My first job was here. This is Fozzywig's old rubber chicken factory. (laughs) Once again, it was Christmas Eve. Night was falling, and the lamplighters were plying their trade. Accidentally lights Rizzo's tail on. Hey, 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 wait the lamp, not the rat, not the lamp, not the rat. What are oh, you doing? Oh, my apologies. Put me up, put me up, put me up, put me up. Um, Rizzo. What? Jumps Rizzo off the lamppost into a barrel of freezing water. Thank you. You're welcome. There he is, old Fozzy Wig himself. Look, my lads, dusk has fallen. The lamplighters are at work. It's Christmas Eve for certain. What an employer he was, as hard and as ruthless as a rose petal. <laughs> it's time for the party to begin. It's the Fozzy Wig Christmas party. Rizzo, come on. Rizzo, just grab hold of the stick. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me, everyone. Can we have some quiet? Dickens brings in Rizzo. Please? A frozen rat sickle. He slams him onto a table and he emerges from inside the ice. I suppose I should be grateful for that. 
You're welcome. Uh, please, please, can I can I have your attention for a moment? No one listens over the sound of the party. Uh, look, it, it's it's the Marley brothers, my old partners as they were as as lads. Uh, can I have your attention, please? Animal shouts, quiet. Everyone shuts up. He thanks them. That's better. Welcome to Fozzie Wig and Mom's annual Christmas party. At this time in the proceedings, it is a tradition for me to make a little speech. And it's a tradition for us to take a little nap. Pay no attention to them. My speech. Here is my Christmas speech. Thank you all, and Merry Christmas. That was the speech? It was dumb. It was obvious. It was pointless. It was short. I, I loved, loved it. it. I'm bored with speeches. Let's dance, son. Hey, here's Mrs. Fuzzy Wink to start the party. Way to go, Ma. Hit it, boys. Van strikes up. Fuzzy Wink to a guest. It, it's a pleasure having you here at the party. Please enjoy yourself. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Fozziwig, Uh I, I've been going over the accounts. Do you know how much the firm is spending for this party? Oh, Master Scrooge, this is Christmas. It's a time for generosity. Stop working. Enjoy yourself. Go meet some people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cut to Fozziwig speaking to a beautiful young lady. Well, you know, I love these annual Christmas parties. I love them so much. I, I think we'll do it twice a year. Young entrepreneur Ebenezer bumps into Bill. Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, oh, Master Scrooge. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Belle, I'd like to introduce you to Ebenezer Scrooge, the finest young financial mind in the city. Ebenezer, this is Belle, a friend of the Fozziwig family. I'm pleased to meet you. Well, I'm glad you two finally met. Do you remember this meeting? Remember? Yes. I remember. There was, of course, another Christmas Eve with this young woman, some years later. Oh, please, do not show me that Christmas. Christmas past screws him over and flashes him forward to that Christmas. Another year before her wedding, Ebenezer. Well, I, it can't be helped, Belle. How could we marry now? There's not even enough for a decent home. The investments haven't grown as they should. So you said last year. Business continues to be poor. You're a partner in your own firm now. <laughs> Barely clearing expenses. You said the partnership was the goal. This is for you. I love you, Belle. You did once. DVD of film inexplicably cuts best song in the whole movie. Cut to Belle walking away. <laughs> Rizzo is sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> oh, Rizzo. Spirit. Show me no more. Why do you delight in torturing me? I told you, these were the shadows of the things that have been, that they are what they are. Do not blame me. Leave me. 
Scrooge was left alone and exhausted in his bedchamber, and thus he remained until the nearby clock began to strike the hour. Rizzo wakes up at the sound of the clock striking. Oh, what was that? Two o'clock. Oh, is it too early for breakfast? Yes. Oh, good. Supper time. Scrooge knew that the second of the ghosts was due to appear. Yet now, as the clock finished striking, Nothing. <laughs> Come in and do me bear, man! Scrooge steps into the next room, filled with lights and Christmas plenty, as well as a giant ghost. Come in and do me bear, man! Did I already say that? He did, yeah. I am the ghost of Christmas present. This is the night before the dawn, before the day of Christmas. Did I tell you that I'm the ghost of Christmas present? You did, yeah. Come in, I know me better, man. Uh, you're a little absent-minded spirit. No, I'm a large absent-minded spirit. <laughs> my mind is filled with the here and now. And the now is Christmas. Don't believe I've ever met anybody like you before, sir. Really? Over 1,800 of my brothers have come before me. 1,800? Imagine the grocery bills. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever noticed that everything seems wonderful at Christmas? In all honesty, spirit, no. Perhaps I've never understood about Christmas. Before this day is done, you will understand. We shall go out into the world. May I welcome you to Christmas morning. I can try to do the song if I get back up. Only <clears throat> if you do it with the accent. That's the, what have I done? It's under singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true, wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. A cup of kindness that we share with one another. A sweet reunion with a friend or a brother. In all the places you find love, it feels like Christmas. It is the season of the heart. A special time of caring, the ways of love made clear. It is the season of the spirit, the message if we hear it, is make it last all year. It's in the giving of a gift to another, a pair of mittens that were made by your mother. It's all the ways that we show love that feel like Christmas. A part of childhood that we'll always remember. It is the summer of the soul in December. Yes, when you do your best for love, it feels like Christmas. It is the season of the heart. A special time of caring, the ways of love make clear. It is the season of the spirit, <laughs> the message if we hear it, is make it last all year. It's in the singing of a street corner choir, it's going home and getting warm by the fire. 
It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. Spirit. I had no idea. I wish to see friends. Kin, show me family. They appear at a Christmas party. <laughs> it's, it's Fred. My dear nephew Fred and his wife, Clara, having Christmas with friends. Hey, look, fruit. Oh, is it me? <gasps> oh. Have you had the plum pudding, Fred? I think we must have a game at Christmas. Uh, do people play games at Christmas? I love games! Say, do you know that fruit is wax? Oh. Yeah, I was wondering about the texture. Let's play yes and no. A wonderful game. Oh, Fred, I can't. Can you unmute Fred? It's a great game. <laughs> it's a great game. I love the game. Oh, I think we all just really want to hear what Fred has well, to say. <laughs> I think I, I, I think that it's a vegetable. No, no. No. No, no. No. Okay. No. Uh, it might. Could it be a mineral? Uh, no. No. No, no. No, no. Animal. Animal. Animal then. Mm. Uh, Indeed. What, what do, you, uh, <laughs> do you think? Is it found on the farm? <laughs> no. Never. No. Maybe in the city? <laughs> Usually. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But does it pull a handsome cap? <laughs> no, certainly not. No, 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 no. How about a dog? No. Oh. Cat? A cat? I said it first. No. Wait then, is this an unwanted creature? Often. A mouse? No. A rat? Cold? I, I don't know. A cockroach? cockroach. No. A leech. <laughs> it's too wonderful. Wait, wait. I know. An unwanted creature, but not a rat, a leech, or a cockroach. Then what? Then what? Then what? 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 It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that is that. That's a good one. That that's is. a killer. Come, there's much to see. No more. <laughs> I wish to see no more. They appear in the broke side of town. Here. Why have we come to this odd corner of the town? There's Christmas here too, you know. That's Bob Cratchit's house. 
Perhaps it was the spirit's own generous nature and his sympathy for all poor men that led them straight to the home of Scrooge's faithful clerk. Rizzo's sniffing the smoke coming out of the chimney. Goose! They're cooking goose down there! Rizzo, get out of the way. Hey, 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 hey. Don't be so mad at the chimney now. You're blocking the smell. This is Bob Cratchit's house? How do you know that? You, you just told me. Well, I'm usually trustworthy. Who's that? Mrs. Cratchit, of course. <laughs> Peter, do not stop turning that spit. That is the whole secret of the properly roasted goose. It smells so good, Mother. It does, doesn't it? Oh, that smells wonderful. Promptly falls down chimney. Oh, good <laughs> grief. Hey, I'm stuck. Get me out of here. I knew you weren't suited for literature. Soot is seen falling down the chimney, and Rizzo lands square on the hot goose. At least I landed on something soft and hot. Hot, 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 hot. Linda. I could keep this up all day. Mother, I thought you said we shouldn't eat the chestnuts until Father and Tiny Tim get home. I, 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 I wasn't eating them. I was... I was merely checking them to see if they were not burnt. It's a chef's thing. Dear, do not shout, Matinda. I'm Belinda. I'm Bettina. Of course you are, Bettina. Belinda. Whatever. <laughs> Singing is heard on the street. Tis the season to be jolly and joyous. Fa-la-la. With a burst of pleasure, we feel it arrive. Fa-la-la, it's a season when the saints can employ us. Fa-la-la, to spread the news about peace and to keep love alive. Come on, son. Yeah. Let's go see if Christmas dinner is ready yet. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Daddy! Daddy! Merry Christmas, girls. Merry Christmas, Peter. Children, children, children. Now is now it's time to set the table. Go ahead. Wait for me. Merry Christmas, Emily. Oh, Merry Christmas, Cratchy. Piggy gropes Kermit. Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fell down the chimney and landed on a flaming hot goose. You have all the fun. Rizzo stares, feet still steaming. What? Oh, Peter, the Christmas dinner, the goose, the goose! Tim <laughs> has a crazy coughing fit. Oh, no, 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 son, son, now you've gotten too excited. You go sit in your chair a moment, okay? Rest, rest a moment. How was he at church? As good as gold and better. He told me that he hoped the people saw him in church because... It might be pleasant for them to remember upon Christmas Day who made lame beggars walk and blind men see. Remarkable child. 
And with that, the Cratchits came to what was surely the happiest single moment in all the live-long year. Such a meager feast. But very much appreciated. I pay Bob such a small amount. Mr. Scrooge! Uh, Bob? Bob Cratchit? Hmm? It only seems right that I should lift a glass to my employer. I give you Mr. Scrooge, the founder of the feast. The founder of the feast, indeed. <laughs> if I had him here, I would give him a piece of my mind to feast upon, and I bet he would choke on it. <laughs> choke! My dear, the, the children. Christmas Day! Well, I suppose that on a blessed day of Christmas, one must drink to the health of Mr. Scrooge. Even though he is odious, Stingy. Uh, they are wicked and unfeeling. Badly <laughs> dressed and and to the founder of the feast, Mr. Scrooge. To Mr. Scrooge, he'll be very merry and happy this day. I have no doubt. No doubt. Cheers. God bless us. Everyone. <sighs> Life is full of sweet surprises. Every day's a gift. The sun comes up and I can feel it. Lift my spirit. Fills me up with laughter. Fills me up with song. I look into the eyes of love and know that I belong. Bless us all. Who gather here, the loving family I hold dear. No place on earth compares with home, and every path will bring me back and where I roam. Bless us all, that as we live, we always comfort and forgive we have so much that we can share that goes in needs we see around us everywhere let us always love each other lead us to the light let us hear the voice of reason Singing in the night. Let us run from anger. And catch us when we fall. Teach us in our dreams. And please, yes, please. Bless us on and all. Bless us all with playful years, with noisy games and joyful tears. We reach for you and we stand small. And in our prayers and dreams, we ask you, bless us all. Where are you? And we sing tall. And in our prayers and dreams, we ask you, bless us all. 
Tiny Tim has a coughing fit. Oh, um, uh, let's all take our seats now. Let's have dinner! Spirit, tell me if Tiny Tim will live. <laughs> that is the future. My realm is the present. However, I see a vacant seat by the chimney corner and a crutch without an owner. If these shadows remain unaltered, I believe the child will die. Mm -hmm. What then? If he's going to die, he had better do it and decrease the surplus population. Oh, spirit. As the Cratchit family vanished into the darkness, Scrooge kept his eyes upon Tiny Tim until the last. Come, my time grows short. Spirit, do you grow old? <laughs> I do. Are spirits lives so short? My time upon this globe is very brief. I believe it will end upon the stroke of twelve. Graveyard bell starts tolling. Now? But, Spirit, I have learned so much from you. Nothing Scrooge could do or say could stop the relentless march of those terrible bells. Oh, Spirit, do not leave me. I think I must, in fact. You have meant so much to me. You have changed me. And now I leave you with the ghost of Christmas yet to come. You mean the future? Must I? Go forth and know him better, man. <laughs> Christmas present fades away. Super creepy fog rolls, rolls into the graveyard Scrooge is in. When it settles, he turns to see the ghost of Christmas yet to come, the stuff of nightmares. Am I in the presence of the ghost of Christmas yet to come? Spirit. I fear you more than any specter I have yet met. Oh, this is too scary. I don't think I want to see any more. Well, when you're right, you're right. You're on your own, folks. We'll meet you at the finale. I am prepared to follow and to learn with a thankful heart. Silence. Will you not speak to me? Ghost silently waves an arm toward the horizon. Oh, yes, yes, the night is waning fast. Lead on, spirit. They enter a dreary gray whirlpool into the future. They appear on a street and it is pouring rain. <clears throat> no, 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 I don't know much about it either way. I only know he's dead. When? Uh, last night, I believe. Wonder what he died of. I thought he'd never go. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know or care why he's gone. I just like to know what he's done with his money. That's right, wouldn't we all? Well, he didn't give it to me. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, it's likely to be a cheap funeral. I don't know a single soul who'd go to it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going. What? If lunch is provided. <laughs> <clears throat> I say, speaking of lunch. <laughs> I know some of those gentlemen, spirit. Of what poor wretch do they speak? Ghost points to a bleak alley leading to a den of thieves. 
So, back from the house of sadness, I see. Sad he didn't die years ago, the old skinflint. Here, here. Well, let me see. What do you got for old Joe, eh? What do you got for me to remember him by? Well, I got these collar buttons from his dresser. Mother of Pearl. Oh, no, no, no. I got his bed curtains. Very fine damask. And I got his blankets. Very cheap damask, but worth a few coins. Oh, his blankets. Why, they're still warm. I don't pay extra for warmth, you know. You should. It's the only warmth he ever had. (laughs) (laughs) I understand, spirit. The case of this unhappy man might be... I own. My, My life tends that way now. Merciful heavens, let me see some tenderness connected with this world or I'll be haunted by that terrible conversation forever. Eric complies and takes him to the projects. It's Bob Cratchit's house. Oh, yes, spirit, a place of joy and and laughter. Thank you for bringing me here. It's so quiet. Why is it so quiet, spirit? Oh, mother, you're crying again. Um, Well, it's just the uh, lamplight that's... Hurting my eyes. Oh, not tiny. <laughs> there, there, there now. My eyes get weak in the, um, in the dim light. I would not want to show weak eyes to your father when he gets home for anything in the world. He, he should be back now. I think he's walked a little slower these past two evenings. Hello, my dears. Daddy! Hello, girls. Hello, Peter. Oh, children, please. Please go set the table. Thank you. How was the churchyard? Oh, it'll be lovely, Emily. It would have done you good to see how green the place is. I picked a spot for Tim where he can see. It's a spot on the hill. And you can see the ducks on the river. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim always loved watching the ducks on the river. Oh, spirit, must there be a Christmas that brings this awful scene? How can we endure it? It's all right, children. Life is made up of meetings and partings. That is the way of it. I'm sure we will never forget Tiny Tim or this first parting that there was among us. All bow their heads sadly. Tiny Tim's crutch rests on his empty chair. The ghost and Scrooge are back at the graveyard. Must we return to this place? There's something else that I must know. Is that not true, spirit? I know what I must ask. I fear to, but I must. Who was the wretched man whose death brought so much glee and happiness to others? Spirit points to a tombstone covered in snow. Answer me one more question. Are these the shadows of things that will be? 
or are they the shadows of things that may be only? Spirit points to a tombstone covered in snow. These events can be changed. Spirit points to a tombstone covered in snow. Our life can be made right. Scrooge walks over to Tombstone and wipes off the snow. He reads his own name. Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, please, spirit, no, hear me. I'm not the man I was. Why would you show me this if I, if I was past all hope? I, I, I will honor Christmas and try to keep it all the year. I will live my life in the past, the present, and the future. I will not shut out the lessons the spirits have taught me. Tell me that I may sponge out the writing on this stone. Oh, spirit, speak to me. Scrooge sobs. He tugs at the hem of the ghost's robes in despair. The robes become Scrooge's bed curtains. It's morning. I'm home. Yes, the bedposts were his own. The bed was his own. The room was his own. Hey guys, we're back. We promised we would be. But the thing that made Scrooge happiest of all was that his life lay before him and it could be changed. I will live my life in the past, the present and the future. Oh, Jacob and Robert Marley. Oh, heaven and the Christmas time. Be praised for this day. I say it on my knees, Jacob and Robert, on my knees. Looks at bed curtains. Oh, they're not torn down. They're here and, and I'm here. More is the miracle. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, as, I'm as light as a feather. I'm as, I'm, I'm as happy as an angel. I'm, I'm as merry as a schoolboy. Scrooge <laughs> opens window, spots almost child. You there, boy. What, me? Uh, that is, what, me, sir? What's today? Pardon? What's today, my fine fellow? Today? Well, today is Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day! I haven't missed it! The spirits did it all in one night! They can do anything they like! Of course they can! Of course they can! Uh, of course they can. <laughs> do you know the poultry shop in the next street? Yes, sir, I do. An intelligent lad. A remarkable lad. Do you know whether the prize turkey has been sold in the window? Oh, the one twice as big as me? Uh. <laughs> It's still there. Oh, it's a pleasure talking with you, lad. Go and buy it. Be serious. I am being serious. Buy it for me and I'll give you a shilling. No, I'll give you five shillings. Throws money out of window. Wow. And so the boy was off like a shot. So eager with- oh. Drag him up and collides with Dickens and Rizzo. Um, sorry. I'll bring it to Bob Cratchit's house. What a surprise it'll be. It's twice the size of Tiny Tim. And a few moments later, dressed in his finest, Scrooge appeared on the streets of the city to wish Merry Christmas to all the world. Everyone was out and about this fine morning, and soon he encountered two familiar faces. Pardon me. Pardon me, sir. A 
but about the charity donation you asked me for yesterday. Uh, yes. Uh, put me down for... That much? Not a penny less. A great many back payments are included in it, I assure you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I, I don't know what to say. I just wish there was something I could give you. He suddenly takes off his scarf and gives it to Scrooge. Oh. A gift? Gift for me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you 50 times and a Merry Christmas. Here's your turkey, Mr. Scrooge. Follow me, lad. With a thankful heart and an endless joy with a growing family, every girl and boy will be nephew and niece to me. Nephew and niece to me will bring love, hope, and peace to me. Love, hope, and peace to me. Uh, uh, oh, and ev uh, every night will end, and every day will start with a grateful prayer and a thankful heart, with an open smile and with open doors. I will bid you welcome. What is mine is yours. With a glass raised to toast your health, and a promise to share the wealth. I will sail a friendly course, file a friendly chart on a sea of love and a thankful heart. On a sea of love and a thankful heart. Life is like a journey. Who knows when it ends? Yes, and if you yes, and if you need to know the measure of a man, you simply count his friends. Stop and look around. <laughs> Stop and look around you. The glory that you see is born again each day. Don't let it slip away. How precious life can be. With a thankful heart that is wide awake, I do make this promise every breath I take will be used now to sing your praise. Used now to sing your praise. And to beg you to share my days. <laughs> With a loving guarantee that even if we part, I will hold you close in a thankful heart. I will hold you close in a thankful heart. A giant crowd of people bearing all the food and gifts Scrooge has bought has congregated outside of the Cratchit's house. They hide around the corner. Bob Cratchit? Cratchit answers the door. Hmm, so here you are. Uh, Mr. Scrooge, uh... You, uh, sir, were not at work this morning, as we had discussed. Uh, oh, uh, but Mr. Scrooge, sir, we did discuss it. It's Christmas Day. You gave me the day off. I, I, Ebenezer Scrooge, would I do a thing like that? No, I mean, yes, uh, but, but you did. 
Bob Cratchit, I have had my fill of this. Miss Piggy slash Emily Cratchit appears at the door, ready for a fight. And I have had my fill of you, Mr. Scrooge. Emily! Emily! Mr. Scrooge! (laughs) And therefore, Bob Cratchit... And therefore, you can leave this house at once! And therefore, I'm about to raise your salary. Oh, and I am about to raise you right off the pavement and out! Pardon? Pardon? Yes, Bob. Raise your salary and pay your mortgage on this house. Uh, Please, sir, uh, come inside! Oh, yes, yes. Bob Cratchit, would you and your family care to join us for a little turkey dinner on this fine Christmas day? Merry Christmas. Mm. The Cratchits are stupefied to see a giant crowd enter their house loaded with stuff. And Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. And uh, Tiny Tim? And Tiny Tim... Who did not die. Aw, ain't that swell. To Tiny Tim, Scrooge became a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city ever had. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well, if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that truly be said of us, and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us. God bless us, everyone. Yay! The love we found, the love we found, we carry with us, so we're never quite alone. The love we found, the love we found, the sweetest dream that we have ever known. The love we found, the love we found, we carry with us, so we're never quite alone. Nice story, Mr. Dickens. Oh, thanks. If you like this, you should read the book. The end. Why are there so many about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Good job, Piggy. You too, Kirby. <laughs> You're later at my place under the mistletoe, right? Wow! <laughs> Jesus, Piggy, keep it in your fucking pants. My God. <laughs> Excuse me, but they said make merry. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but as a Muppet, I have no lower parts. <laughs> so no pants of which to speak of. <laughs> This is mildly disturbing, y'all. <laughs>